All right. I had an hour or so, so I thought I would hop on uh, the pod really quick because a lot is happening in the last 24 hours, things that I care about big time. We got the Bachelor finale last night and on Monday night. Insanely entertaining, a huge train wreck, everything you could imagine. If you haven't seen that episode yet, I'm going to spoil it in the hardest core way possible. So just don't listen to this if uh, you haven't seen it yet. Also, we've got a big Survivor episode tonight, and I haven't talked about Survivor on the pod yet, even though it is my favorite show. And so I wanted to do a recap of where we're at and set everyone up for the future. And also, the NCAA just announced that they are going to be severely limiting the amount of people able to attend the NCAA tournament, both men and women. It's looking like it's going to be essential staff, players, uh, families, and maybe some media people. So it's going to be very different. Uh, The Warriors have uh, taken the audience out of their game coming up on Friday. So this is just a really unique precedent-setting time to be a sports fan. And so we're going to get... I'm going to talk about that a little bit. It's just me on the pod today. I'm going solo, which for me isn't that different than normal. I'm very good at talking to myself. I do it often. If you've ever walked behind me uh, and I didn't know you were there, you probably heard me talking to myself or singing to myself. So this is nothing new for me. So... Thanks for coming and and, and tuning in uh, to this. This is an emergency pod. Uh, I've got an exciting recording coming up this week. Uh, I I don't want to say who it's going to be just in case it falls through, but I'm very, very excited, uh, hoping to be talking uh, the reality show that everyone's talking about that's not The Bachelor, the dating reality show that's not The Bachelor. So very, very excited um, about that. So, with no further ado, let's get into it. The Bachelor finale was two parts, both Monday night and last night. I watched it with my awesome girlfriend, and just so everyone knows, this is my first season in any of the Bachelor, Bachelorette realm, world. I'm inexperienced. So, I had no idea what I was getting into with this season. Why do I care? Why do I not care? about some of these characters. So for me, this is a big deal. So all through the last two nights, I'm just looking, looking at my girlfriend like, oh my gosh, like, is this normal? Does this always happen? Is every season like this? Is every finale like this? This is ridiculous. So I read an article today that said, well, it has been kind of like this the last few, epi- the last few seasons. So I'm excited um, because... I get to talk about that with you today. Here are my thoughts. Number one, I haven't really liked Madison this whole season. She just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's her her hairstyle or what. Um, I, I can't really put my finger on it, but something about her has just been a little bit that has bugged me. Um, so I, I'll preface what I say with that. Number two, I haven't liked Hannah Ann either. Um, I have thought I thought she was incredibly being fake and fraudulent uh, at the beginning of the season. 
she even mid-season was like, I've been trying to act happy when I'm not and blah, blah, blah. So maybe she would even acknowledge that as well. Number three, Barb. We will talk much about Barb. Number four, why do I like Victoria F. more than these final two women? Why? What is it with me? Maybe it's she, her entertainment. But even in the credits clips, it seemed like her and Peter were having a great time. They never showed us that in the middle of the episode. It always seemed turbulent. But in, in the credit scenes, they're always having a great time flirting, being fun. So I'm just very confused by all this. So let's get into the, the substance of the finale. So we saw at the end of Hometowns, Madison pulls Peter out. They're in an airplane hangar of all places. Why? Because he's a pilot? I guess. I, I'm really sick of the whole pilot thing. Also, are you supposed to like The Bachelor? Because I really don't have that love for Peter that I think I'm supposed to have in order to like view the show properly. Like, I don't hope that things work out for him. Is that bad? Maybe. Anyways, they're in an airplane hangar, and Peter gives a rose to Victoria F., Madison, and Hannah Ann, and Kelsey goes home, which is sad because of those four, I liked Kelsey the most. Anyways, Madison says, hey, Peter, can we talk for a second? Which... This is my first season. That happens all the time. Apparently, that happens all the time. It's infuriating. Why do you get more time with him than the other? I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Anyways, they go out, and coming up is fantasy suites, meaning Peter's likely going to sleep with all the girls, which Madison has seen the show before. She knows that's part of the deal. And so she tells Peter, if, and she's very vague, incredibly, incredibly vague. She says, if you were to be intimate with someone, it would be very, very hard for me to move on. She says, I don't mean to give you an ultimatum, but I also am giving you a quasi ultimatum here. She didn't say she would leave. She didn't say things would be over. She said, it would be very, very hard for me to move on. So I, from this moment, knew this was going to be a disaster moving forward. Because Peter, let's be honest, Peter, he's sexually promiscuous, right? He's, he's, he's a playboy. This is a, this is a turning point. Because at this point, we all know this, is gonna, this isn't going to go well. Because we also know Peter likes Madison the most. But we also know Peter. So we're already thinking, this is not, these two, this isn't going to go. This isn't going to be good. So, number one, Madison should have told Peter that sooner than she did. Number two, Madison should have been more specific. Number three, I respect Madison's views. I understand that. I respect her for holding on to her, her principles. Uh, I, I love it when anyone just owns who they are. I think that's great. But also, 
what I don't understand is why are you a contestant on The Bachelor? That's what I don't understand. I, I, I see all over my my social media, just people throwing out love after love after love for Madison. And I get that, especially these, these Christian people. Uh, I say that like I'm not one, I'm not a Christian, but I am, who are championing Madison for standing up for what she believes in. That's a great thing that she did that. But why did she wait so long? To say that. Why did she go on The Bachelor understanding that this was the situation? I just don't understand why you put yourself in that position in the first place. I don't understand it. So, anyways. Peter, of course, is intimate for sure with Victoria F. And likely with Hannah Ann. And he tells Madison this on their fantasy suite date. She's very upset. And it's like, did they break up? Did they not? We don't know. Madison does show up to the rose ceremony and gets a rose. But it looks like a reluctant rose acceptance. So going into the finale, we have Hannah Ann and Madison. Let's talk about Peter for a second. Peter likes to party. Drinks a lot. From what I hear, his brother says he likes to go clubbing. I don't know many sober club goers. That just doesn't sound fun. Peter is a party guy. Hannah Ann seems up for whatever. Madison seems about as opposite as a party girl as you can get. As opposite as it, like, on what, on what earth? Look, I'm telling you straight up, if you and the person that you're trying to be with don't have the same or similar lifestyle views like earlier in the season it already came up and and Madison said my faith is very important to me and I want someone who's going to lead me and lead our family in faith and social media erupted as she's so strong and standing up for what she believes in and good I think that's the conversation they needed to have and Peter says well I don't really think that's me he didn't say well this isn't going to work out he said I definitely have room to grow in that area So we're already in a, but I can change him type situation. Goodness gracious. Why did anyone, why did he, ah, so frustrating. So anyways, Hannah Ann and Madison go to meet Peter's parents. And that's where we encounter Barb again, who we met in like the first or second episode when Madison went on the first one-on-one date. For some reason, Barb, Peter's mom, loves Hannah Ann. Absolutely loves her. More than any viewer of the show could have possibly loved her. She's obsessed with Hannah Ann. Why? 
probably because Hannah Ann is obsessed with Peter. It's just a lot like Peter just want, it seems like he wants these people that are obsessed with him. And that's also what his mom wants for him. Okay, that's great. So then we're still like, are Peter and Madison okay? Are they going to be okay? Are they going to get past this? Which inevitably, if they get past this, there's going to be something else. So, Peter and Madison, what we see, they talk for about five minutes. We find out later, Barb alleges Madison kept, she alleges Madison kept them waiting, quote unquote, for three hours. You know who also kept them waiting? Peter. Because you know why? Because Peter had been not, not done what Madison had asked. They had to figure that out. Sometimes those conversations, three hours, that could have taken longer in my opinion. Of course, Barb says, you know, we flew all the way to Australia overnight. We're out of sorts. We had to wait for three hours. I understand at that point how you could be a little off your game. But man, she grilled Madison. Grilled her. Like, it was crazy. And Madison leaves, and I'm thinking, honestly, from what we saw, that could have gone worse. It's also just a whole weird thing to me, because the first thing that Peter tells them when Madison comes in is that Madison didn't want him being intimate with other girls in the fantasy suite, and he did. That just seems, I don't know, that just seems like a weird conversation to have with your parents, no? The first time you met them, I know... That's just uncomfortable. Maybe I'm sure I know for a fact that my parents and Peter's parents couldn't be more different, but dang. Okay. So, Peter and Madison. Madison is at least smart enough to understand that this is not going to work out. They're too different. She goes home. But Peter obviously wanted to be more with Madison than Hannah Ann, which is why I don't understand. Peter keeps saying, I totally can see myself with Hannah Ann. No, you can't, dude. No, you can't, man. Like, absolutely not. We all know that. We all know when push comes to shove, you were going to do whatever it took to be with Madison. But for the sake of the show and there being a proposal, he's heartbroken and still proposes to Hannah Ann. The next day, it looked like Peter had gone to wherever Hannah Ann was staying to break up with her. She's wearing this dress. She's got makeup on. She's got her heels on. She's got all the all the good looking stuff going. And Peter shows up in a hoodie and gym shorts. Now, that's breakup clothes if I've ever seen it. Breakup clothes. This man shows up in breakup clothes the night before he's supposed to be engaged to this girl. For whatever reason, Peter does not break up with Hannah Ann. Madison's long gone, and Peter, overnight, his, his tune completely changes. We hear him saying on the morning of his, of his like soon-to-be engagement that he loves Hannah Ann. 
that he thinks she's beautiful, full of life, amazing, everything that he could ever want. You know what? She isn't Madison. That's who she's not. And we all knew that's who Peter actually wanted to be with. So let's talk about this engagement. Hannah Ann even knows something is up. This isn't right. He's not going to choose me. I don't even know if I'm going to show up to the rose ceremony because she still thinks Madison is there. She's like, he's definitely going to choose Madison, not me. Why should I go to be humiliated? So then we get the scene they've been teasing all season of Chris Harrison showing up and saying, Peter, I have some bad news. I don't know if Hannah is coming. And boom, Peter freaks out. This dude just didn't, like, he didn't want to look bad. He should have been relieved in that moment. Goodness gracious, man. Like, I know you don't want to get dumped, like, first by Hannah B., then by Madison, then by Hannah Ann, who is honestly your third choice of those three women. But Hannah Ann gets it together, decides to come to the rose ceremony. It's back on. And Peter starts talking to Hannah Ann as if she's going home. He's like, I think I just adore you and we've had such a good time, blah, blah, blah. All the things you say, but... I need to be with Madison. But he says all the breakup stuff, and then he says, uh, Madison, what you don't know is Madison went home two days ago. Which, if I'm Hannah Ann, I'm thinking, why didn't you tell me that uh, when we were together last night? That seems like important news that we could have talked about. So anyways, after saying, like, literally two sentences earlier, Madison went home, he says gets down he says will you marry me i want to be with you and hannah ann is as shocked as you could possibly be like surprised surprised because she was like last night you showed up in breakup clothes and now so anyways let's be real if you're on national tv and the bachelor proposes to you with an engagement ring like that you're probably going to say yes. You're probably going to say yes. So she says yes. She's shocked. They drink two glasses of champagne. They, they do a toast. And they play the nice music. And they, we see them making out on a hill in Australia, in the outback, and goes to commercial. commercial comes back peter goes to his parents house and tells his parents that he is engaged to hannah ann and his mom loses it in a happy way i think it was more just relief that it wasn't madison just loses it she was on pins and needles and she lost it So Peter says, I'm engaged to Hannah Ann. They FaceTime Hannah Ann. It's sweet. It's nice. We're like, oh, maybe this is going to work out. They look happy via FaceTime on the 30-second clip. I believe the next scene is Hannah Ann going to some rented 
party Airbnb in LA to talk to Peter, which the fact that there was cameras there, everyone knew that was going to be a breakup convo. So at this point, Hannah Ann lays into Peter. Why? Apparently for many reasons. Number one, he's been talking to Hannah B again. Are you kidding me, dude? Are you kidding me? Could you please make it more clear to your fiance that she's your third choice? Number two, dude is still way hung up on Madison. Way hung up on Madison. Oh my goodness. So she's laying into him. She's like, all I wanted was for someone to love me the way that I love them. And you can't do that. You can't do what you've promised me. This and that. It was horrible. And then she's like, I need to be away from you in the room. And she's walking down the hallway. And I don't know if you caught it, but there is a photo booth in that house. That's how I know nobody lives there. Nobody has a photo booth in their house. Are you kidding me? Have you heard of front-facing camera on your iPhone? All right. So she's upset. She's crying. She's just laid into Peter. Peter's like, I know in his mind, I know we're going to break up, but I got I to gotta make it look like I want this to be amicable. You know, I care for you, blah, blah, blah. Peter, just drop it, bro. We know. We know the truth. You're hung up on two women, and you're not interested in Hannah Ann. So it goes into the room. The comforter, Hannah Ann, wants no part of it, puts her ring in his hand, and basically bounces as fast as she can. Now, guess what? Peter does that thing he does. Like, why are you trying to hold all these women's hand after you broke up, man? They don't want to hold your hand anymore. That's the whole point. Like, I don't get it. Does every bachelor do this? This is my first time. Does every bachelor do this? Does every bachelorette do this thing where it's like, we just broke up, now I'm going to hold your hand and walk you to the car? Don't dump me and then want to hold my hand. Come on, man. Come on. Ridiculous. So Hannah Ann's upset. She gets in the black SUV. They already had the breakup cam ready. She's crying. And boy, things are not looking good for Peter. We go to commercial. Chris has teased, we're going to see Madison again. Comes back. I don't know if Chris is being a helicopter bro or what, but decides he's going to go down to Auburn and pull Madison back in. So they have this really weird conversation. Like, you know, you just like, you feel weird asking about your ex, like how they're doing, especially to a mutual friend. Chris just like brings it out, like spills the beans. Like, come on, Chris. Like, that's just weird, no? Anyways, I don't get it. But we find out Madison is in love with Peter. Shocker. She was willing to go back on everything she believes in to be with this man who continually is not living up to what she's always wanted in a husband. But she decides that she's in love with him, so she goes back 
and we see a very surprised Peter welcome her back. Very surprised. They talk. Are they going to be together? I don't know. Seems like they love each other. So they bring Madison out live on stage after commercial break. Madison and Peter in the same room. And Chris keeps trying to get them to say, yeah, like we're dating now. We're going to start dating or we're going to get engaged or whatever. They just keep saying like we love each other, but like also, hmm? That's fair. If I'm Madison, uh-uh, fam, nah. And then it only gets worse from there because they ask Barb. They start talking to Barb, who's in the crowd. Why are you sitting at these couches talking to somebody in the crowd? Like, what is this, man? This ain't the price is right. Like, come on. So... Barb makes it unequivocally clear that she doesn't think this is going to work. She says everyone knows this isn't going to work out, which she's right. We all know this isn't going to work out. This is not like this is about as incompatible as two people can be. Barb is like unpopular opinion. Barb is speaking the truth. Now, should she have? Probably not. If there's ever a time to play nice with your son's, I don't know, ex slash girl he's talking to again, that was the time to play nice. Like, man, like, this was ridiculous. Talk about a helicopter parent situation. This dude is 28 years old. And his parents are more supportive of his like clubbing lifestyle than they are of him like choosing to be with a young chaste woman. Why? Because they say she's not there for him. You know who's a little bit too there for him? Barb. Barb doesn't want that competition in her life. Another woman? With Hannah Ann, it was like, yeah, she's another woman kind of, but like she'll do whatever I say. Madison is an independent thinker and that is scary. Barb is not playing. Barb goes on and on and on. The episode went over because Barb would not stop. And this is probably the craziest part. So I was on the interwebs today. Chris asks Peter's dad, which Peter's dad is like, dude, do not ask me any questions right now, please. My guy, don't be asking me questions right now. And Chris says to Peter's dad, what you, got, what you got in mind? So this is what we see. We see Peter's mom say something to Peter's dad in Spanish. This is what Barb says. Allegedly, according to Emily, at EMCVX on Twitter. She says, in Spanish, de algo mal, tombien, ayúdame. For all my Spanish people out there, I'm sure I said that wrong, but this is what this means. Say something bad too. Help me. 
Oh my goodness. Barb is calling the shots and you're not trying to go home with Barb with her mad at you. Because if Barb ain't happy, she's going to burn this house to the ground. Barb is the Brandon Hance of The Bachelor. That's a survivor reference. She's going to spill the rice, spill the beans. She's going all out. If she doesn't have things exactly her way, it's a problem. So, of course, his dad, sensibly for him, says, I hate this situation that I'm in. And then he agrees with Barb because you know why? He's a smart man. You got to choose your wife because you see her every single day, man. Every day. And he doesn't want his life at home to be terrible. So Barb continues and continues. Peter finally says, look, I'm in love with Madison and you've got to be okay with that. Which, like, dude, where were you at five minutes ago? I mean, come on. So here's my thing. Everyone's upset with Barb, but she's also an overnight reality TV show star. So she won. Also, she she made some great points. Peter and Madison should not be together. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances. Hard fact of life... If your spouse or your girlfriend or your fiance has immoral issues with the things that you consider a normal part of your lifestyle, that ain't going to work out, my man. It's not going to happen. Of course, Peter is just trying to be with somebody. He's like, you're not Hannah B., but... I like you almost as much as Hannah B. I want to be with this person. Also, The Bachelor just wants to have a happy ending. Chris is trying and trying and trying to get them to say we're going to dating now or whatever. They're not. This is not going to be a happy ending. There have been 23 seasons of The Bachelor before this one. Only one of them is married to the person that they proposed to on the show. Isn't that going to work? Which, that's the reason we people love the show, because it's ridiculous. It's just watching toxic relationship unfold. I hope that watching this show actually makes us better at being in relationships, because we're like, that's insane. Those people are crazy. I would never talk to someone like that. I would never treat someone like that. I would never date 29 other women. Or maybe we're like, man, I'm not nearly that crazy. I'm just going to keep being like only okay at this relationship thing. I don't know. So that's most of my takes on the Bachelor finale. I Here's the thing about the whole season in general. I really don't feel like I know any of the girls on the show. It was so filled with drama. I don't feel attached to the characters. I just couldn't help but laugh when Hannah Ann was dumping Peter. I felt no attachment to that relationship at all. And she was like got as much airtime as anybody besides Victoria F. and Madison. I mean, it was so 
constantly filled with focus on the drama of the girls in the house. Like I need to see a lot less Tammy. Tammy should have got what we call in the survivor world, a purple edit, meaning she was just, she was there, but not in the show. But we saw way too much Tammy. I I need to see less Tammy like appearances next season. Like, I was starting to feel love for Kelsey, and then she was gone. And honestly, like, the way Victoria F. presented herself in the Women Tell All, I was like, actually, this this girl seems like, okay. Which, like, yes, they had a toxic relationship. But you know how hard it is to not have a toxic relationship when the person you're dating is dating several other women and you're only seeing them once a week and you're buzzed every time you're hanging out, like that's going to be a toxic relationship. So anyways, uh, if I had to rate my favorite women on this season, I would probably say Victoria P number one. We still don't know what happened with the Alea thing. If she was telling the truth or not. We'll never, we may never know. I mean, I don't. I'm sure someone's done some digging. Please, please uh, respond uh, on my Twitter to this at, at Michael Likes Pod. So, number one, Victoria P. Number two, Kelsey. Number three, people are going to think this is crazy. Victoria F. Victoria F. I'm putting ahead of Madison. Yeah, I said it. Do you know why? I'm doing that because Madison, like, number one, why did you go on The Bachelor in the first place? Number two, you should have told Peter long before you did about your views. Number three, why are you with Peter? He's horrible for you. So maybe I'll put Hannah Ann at number four and Madison at number five. And then my girl McKenna at number six because she kept me entertained the whole season was constantly worried, saying that she needed more time with Peter. You know who else needed more time with Peter? Every single one of them. You know why nobody got it? Because everybody was flipping out all the time. Oh, my goodness. So that's my top five uh, women from the season. That is my recap of The Bachelor uh, finale. It was entertaining. I'm going to watch the uh, show with the musicians. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to like it. But we'll see. It's a new thing. Uh, also, there's like the old people bachelor, which that's going to be fun. Maybe it's like old people bachelor in paradise. I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see because this this next season bachelorette is 38. Like, do like if it's all like 35 and 40 year old men, that's going to be a completely different vibe. A 40 year old man and a 28 year old man, different animals looking for different things. Is there going to be more drama or less drama or different drama? I don't know. Anyways, that's my thoughts. And now I want to move on to this uh, COVID-19 pandemic and its effect on the NCAA tournament. So Joel, my brother, invited me to go to the SEC tournament with him tonight, uh, which they haven't set any sort of guidelines on anything uh, our, our, our Vanderbilt Commodores came in last place in the SEC. So they're playing tonight in the very, very, very first round of the SEC tournament. 
And uh, we could have got tickets incredibly cheap. And he even offered to pay for my tickets because I was like, I don't know if I want to go. But ultimately, that sickness thing, like, I, I, I just don't want to mess around with it. You know why? I, I'm probably going to be okay. Um, I'm incredibly handsome. I don't know if that matters, but I'm, I'm built like a freight train. Um, I'm, I'm impervious to uh, negativity, but still, I don't want to have the flu. I had the flu in the fall. It sucked. And yeah, I might just get flu-like symptoms, but you know who might not? People that I interact with, with compromised uh, immune systems, uh, the older people. I'm not trying to kill somebody because I wanted to see uh, a basketball game. So with that said, I respect the decision of the NCAA. They're they're eating a ton of money on this. Um, And I don't know how it's going to work. It's going to be really, really weird watching the biggest basketball games of the season played with 500 people in the audience uh, in an arena for like 10 plus thousand. That's going to be really, really strange. Um, But at the same time, I respect the decision. I think it's wise. Um, I don't think people expected the NCAA to make this decision because the NCAA is notorious, notorious for putting money before everything. So uh, that said, um, good on the NCAA. I I think that's a a good decision. Of course, I don't have tickets, so of course I think it's a good decision. It doesn't affect me. I'm still filling up my bracket. I'm still watching the games on TV. Um, It's just going to be really, really interesting to see the way that this affects everything because um, to me, it's like if I go and then someone coughs, I'm going to be nervous about it. I don't want to deal with that. You know, you're sitting right next to somebody at these games, like right next to them. And I'm, that's just going to irk me the whole time. I'm, I'm not normally a germaphobe. I'm not normally someone who is very concerned about things like this. And maybe I'm just online too much, so I'm seeing too many things about it and, and people being nervous. Um, I'm really not nervous for myself. I'm more nervous for uh, people that I come into contact with regularly. And I wouldn't know if I was sick for five days in order to quarantine myself. So once you have symptoms, like you've probably already infected at least two other people. Um, And so, you know, seriously, like I am not trying to make an over big deal about it, but it is something. It is something. And you're probably not going to die, but do you want to get sick? No. Like having flu-like symptoms sucks, man. I was in bed for two days last fall with the flu. And so I'm not trying to do that again. All right. That's my thoughts on that. Moving on. Survivor Season 40 Winners at War airs tonight at 8 Eastern, 7 Central on CBS. I just want to say this is the biggest season of Survivor of all time. All time. And I am enjoying it. Most for the most part, here's what I'm not enjoying about Survivor season 40, Winners at War. I'm not enjoying Edge of Extinction. Now, people were hype about last week's uh, Edge of Extinction segment. Granted, it was the best Edge of Extinction segment that I've ever seen, but that doesn't mean it was good. It was still Edge of Extinction. 
So for those of you who aren't familiar, Edge of Extinction is if a player gets voted out, they now go to Edge of Extinction instead of going home or to Ponderosa, which is where members of the jury stay after they get voted out. And it's like, nice. So now they're at Edge of Extinction where it's supposed to be very little food, very little water, like very low rice rations um, for them there. But they're, they're doing all these challenges this season, and we just don't need to spend 10 minutes of an hour-long episode. We only get an hour of this every week. I really don't want to spend 10 minutes every episode at Edge of Extinction with players that aren't affecting, that aren't affecting for the most part, the game. There's things that happen on Edge of Extinction with fire tokens and other things that they can... They can sell advantages back to the people that are in the game. But I really just wish, like, like maybe I'm just a purist, but this is just too much. I would love Edge of Extinction if it meant we got an hour and a half long episode. I mean, The Bachelor, two-hour episodes every week. Some weeks, two two-hour episodes. There was one week this season that had a two-hour episode and a three-hour episode of The Bachelor. I promise you... That extra 30 minutes of Survivor or extra hour of Survivor is going to get rated higher than Young Sheldon or whatever you're rolling out there. No one watches your show, CBS. Like, this is, the, this is the best thing you got going. This is the biggest season ever. This was the season to give us an hour and a half episode or a two-hour episode. And, and you're dropping the ball on that. And um, so that's just me. I'm sure there's people that watch Young Sheldon, but I don't. I want to watch Survivor. I want to watch more of it. I shouldn't have to watch old episodes on Amazon Prime to pass the time, um, which I do. I, I just finished uh, Fans vs. Favorites 2, Survivor Caramoan, in which uh, Cochran won. Uh, spoiler alert. So um, very excited. Very exciting uh, season. Good season. Not the best ever, but good. Anyways, so, so far voted out on Survivor Season 40, we have... Amber, who is uh, Rob Mariano's wife, Boston Rob, if you know the name Boston Rob, his wife, voted out first. Second voted out was Danny, uh, who won Survivor Guatemala. Third voted out, actually no, first voted out was Natalie Anderson. I'm sorry about that. Forgive me. Fourth voted out, Ethan's, or, yeah, fourth voted out, Ethan's on, uh, winner of Survivor Africa, and just voted out last week was Tyson, who won Survivor San Juan del Sur, which was Blood versus Water 2. So we have a tribe swap coming this week. Here's who I think is in the best positions to navigate a tribe swap. I think that the Jeremy, Ben, Denise, Michelle group is in good position. I also think that the Yule, Wendell, Nick, Sophie group is in really good position. Here's some players I'm worried about with the tribe swap. Uh, they, they might get swap screwed, which is a, a common term in survivor circles. Sandra, Rob, Parvati, Tony, Sarah. I'm worried about them because they're viewed as threats, number one. They're going to be in three different tribes, I believe. Three tribes of five. So it's going to be kind of testy uh, for those groups because um, their current alliance isn't that big and they're viewed as threats. 
And so they might be an easy vote out for someone. So I'm, I'm hoping, I, honestly, here's the deal. I picked Michelle Fitzgerald to win this season. Um, I know um, she's not viewed as a huge threat by many. Most, a lot of people uh, don't view her win as a, a super legitimate win, but I do. I think she's good at Survivor, and I just like her as a person. I'm rooting for her to win this season. I think she's in a great position, and I think that she and Jeremy are really tight, but they're not obviously tight in the way Natalie and Jeremy were tight. And I think that now people are going to start voting out the threats. It hasn't always been bad to be a threat this season. Robin Parvati are still there. Why? Because people view them as shields moving forward because everyone out there thinks that they're a threat, whether they are or not. Here's who I want to get voted out. Adam. Adam has really just grinded my gears this season because he's just all over the place and he's he's really trying really, really hard. And while I respect that, I just don't like, I just don't really buy it. I don't buy his bit. And I think that everyone's kind of on to him too. So I think... Uh, with a with a tribe swap, he could be in danger because he's kind of riding solo right now after um, two episodes ago, really trying really hard and failing uh, to vote out Parvati. He's playing both sides, and they caught him red-handed. So I am looking forward uh, to tonight's episode of Survivor. I'm rooting for Michelle. Other people I would love to see them win, Yule. Obviously, Boston Rob, like, I just love that guy. I'm a huge Boston Rob fan, and that might be cliche, and I might be basic, a basic Survivor fan for that, but that's okay. I love Boston Rob. Parvati hasn't been on this. Parvati's edit is showing me that I'm not sure she's going very far this season. Same with Wendell, unfortunately. And I, if I, I have picked Wendell to go home uh, in one of my Survivor fantasy leagues tonight, so I'm, I'm thinking he's on his way out. But I'm hopeful uh, that he's going to be able to pull through because I like Wendell. What can I say? I like Wendell. Even Ben, people knock him all the time. I think he's an entertaining player. Um, He's just all over this place this season, just playing wildly. I don't really get his strategy. I think he's trying to, like, mix things up. He's been in almost every conversation in their tribe, though. So that's, that's definitely interesting. All that said, this season of Survivor has been awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've watched a couple of episodes twice, which, uh, you may be asking me, why do I have time to do that? Um, well, you know, sometimes you have time on your hands. So that is my emergency pod for the day. I'm glad we could talk about the bachelor. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Barb is the, I do not excuse the way that she acted last night. She, you just don't talk to your son's like girlfriend like that normally ever. And then on live national television, you absolutely don't. That said, she made some good points. Do I think that Madison and Peter should be together? No. Is that for Peter's sake? I mean, kind of, but mainly for Madison's sake. Like, She has continually put forth expectations for Peter, and he just hasn't met them. Why are you hanging on to this one? So 
Um, that said, thanks for tuning in uh, to this emergency podcast. Like I said, I hope to have another podcast uh, either Friday or Saturday up on the feed. I'm very, very excited that we are now on Apple Podcasts. All of our episodes are uploaded on the Apple Podcasts now. Uh, it's a big milestone for the pod. Thank you. And we're now on Twitter. You can follow us at Michael Likes Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have a very, hope to have a very active page there uh, with a lot of great content that we'll be putting out. And of course, you'll be able to find uh, links to all of our episodes. So thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the emergency pod today, uh, covering predominantly The Bachelor. It's been really fun. Have a good one.